Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Advisors, LLC, GA, and or their investment advisor representatives. This is Retirement by Design with Jack Burns. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jack provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement by Design with Jack Burns. Welcome back to Retirement by Design. I'm your host, Jack Burns. And as usual, welcome back to Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? Oh, I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks for having me on your show. Great to be here. And Jack, I've just had a crazy week. We've been dealing with weather here yes. in the Midwest, uh, you know, across uh, Iowa and Minnesota, as they call <laughs> it. Uh, so we've dealt uh, with a bit of that. Uh, can't wait for spring, but it might be a ways off yet, right? It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. So, um, Jack, I know you've been busy, right? You love meeting with people. You've been busy meeting with clients and prospects, right? Yes, yes. Been very good. I uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Now, Jack, what are we talking about on the show today? Well, today we're talking about some of the challenges that the business owner faces. And a lot of times with a business owner, uh, you, you know, we might come up with theories and, you know, ways we're going to run our business and then uh, life happens. It's kind of like the boxer Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, exactly. You know, in business, that's uh, really important and and. And a lot of times my experience in my own business and uh, uh, dealing with clients in business is that uh, sometimes we're not focused on the right things. And, and, and the most important thing that we do as business owners is we need access to capital. And it seems like a lot of the financial strategies out there are doing everything to separate us from our capital. And we're going to talk about that today. Well, excellent. So where do we start? Well, Let's just kind of give a little background. The typical business owner is so immersed in starting, growing, and maintaining his business that sometimes they lose sight of the most important purpose of the business. Uh, we find out that uh, most business owners spend 60 to 80 hours a week building their businesses and almost no time building their personal balance sheets. Mm. And yet when I talk to most business owners and ask them, what is the purpose of your business? It is, is it to build personal wealth or business wealth? They almost invariably say it's to build personal wealth. Most business owners have almost everything they have tied up in their businesses. However, no matter where a business is in the success cycle, most businesses have 90% of their wealth tied up in their businesses, which is often a very illiquid asset. Before they know it, their greatest asset can also become their greatest individual risk. A typical business owner, in order to raise capital to start or maintain their business, usually is forced to collateralize most of their personal assets. This includes personal guarantees that they have on their loans. In almost all cases, these loans are most favorable to the lender. 
we need to have a conversation about not only what could happen today, but very expertly engage in a conversation about what happens if our business plans do not work out as we had hoped. Right. And I think that's very important to note. Uh, It's so true that so many business owners, especially independent business owners, do have so much tied up into their business, uh, which isn't necessarily, uh, you know, it's not like it's terrible to be invested in your business, uh, but really it can get, it can be a problem because uh, that is a huge risk. And like you said, things might not work out. So what's another problem that business owners face then? Well, another problem the business owner faces is there's a lot of buzz in the financial community and a lot of competition for his free cash flow dollars to purchase their financial products. In almost all cases, business owners are being encouraged to invest their free cash flow into products or strategies that separate the business owner from his capital. Any business owner knows that access to capital is not only the most important thing, it is everything. And yet we continue to separate ourselves from being able to access capital. The majority of business owners would be better off trying to increase their collateral capacity than to invest in assets that they cannot access. It is easy to get ourselves caught up in the easy lending policies of the last couple decades. Banks are all too happy to loan money when times are good. But those of us who are old enough to remember back in the 70s and 80s, when your friendly banker wasn't quite so friendly. (laughs) Yeah, yep. And, uh, you know, lines of credit were canceled or reduced. The asset value on your collateral may have been reduced. And many loans were called in altogether. When tough times return, as they always do, just remember, your lender is concerned only about one thing, and that is getting his money back. Right. And I think that's uh, that's a great point. Uh, so these are really good points you're making and important to consider. And a lot of business owners, I bet, Jack, are out there hearing this going, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Um, so uh, what else do we need to know? What do you see happening out there? Well, uh, the single... The typical business owner has a single-minded vision to protect the viability of his business. Yet there are so many factors beyond his or her control that can cause blind spots that will eliminate the business, and along with the business, the personal wealth of the owner if the two are tied together. Let me give you a couple examples. Sure. In, in a lot of uh, smaller small businesses, one or two clients are make up the majority of their sales. Now, if, if, if a business has trouble with one of their uh, customers getting paid or if they're somewhere along in the process, uh, they, uh, they're unable to get their money, that, that free cash flow dries up and, and they, they may, I've seen good businesses that are, that are very profitable and very good businesses that have folded just because of cash flow. You know, I, I remember back when, uh, when uh, we were in our family business in the construction business, you know, we might get, we might get in a situation where we had a huge job, and we may have had to complete ninety percent of the project before we got fifty percent of our money, and if weather got bad and we had to delay that project three or four or five months, and we had all our capital tied up into one project, if we didn't have uh, if we didn't have the collateral capacity to go out and borrow money during those times, 
we could have been in a great deal of trouble. And I think in, in one way or another, I think every business on a larger or smaller scale faces that same problem. And we've got to be prepared for all situations that may happen. It's easy to prepare for the good things, but we need to look look underneath the hood and find out what are the things that could happen that could affect our business. Yeah, plan ahead a bit. Right. More, more often than not, it's not the things we worry about that get us into trouble. It's the things that we don't think about that get us yeah, in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's the it's the punch we don't see coming. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so the question becomes, how do we ensure that we are protecting our business assets and in doing that, our personal assets? Yeah. And I think I know you want to get into some specific ways for our business owners out there, but I want to point out, Jack, this is great because you yourself uh, have run your family business uh, that your, your, your family had built up and you currently have your own financial business. Uh, so you are a business owner and yes. you're an independent business owner and you've been through this and you've seen it a lot. Not only that, you have clients who are business owners. So you've been able to see and work out strategies uh, and know some of these roadblocks that business owners can face. Yes. And, 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 uh, I think, I think, uh, I think that helps bring a unique perspective because, uh, you know, we, we had up to a couple hundred employees and, you know, we, we had to, you know, we, we had to do a lot of business just to uh, maintain our overhead. And, and, and the one thing that we never thought about as a business is we were never concerned about, you know, the money we had in the bank, what kind of a, what kind of rate of return it was, it was invested in or, or where sure. we had our uh, uh, capital. We were never concerned as much about the rate of interest on our uh, line of credit. We were more concerned about how big is that line of credit? How accessible is my cash? Where's the best place to store my cash? Of course, we wanted to earn a rate of return on that cash. But the most important thing was how readily accessible was that cash? And I, and I, and I know of very few businesses that are any different. Most, most businesses are totally dependent on their cash flow. And yet, all of the, all of the things that I see business owners do are taking that very lifeblood of the company, their cash flow, and they're turning it over to financial institutions in situations where they can't access that money without taxes or penalties or, or you know, the money's subject to the ups and downs of uh, the economy. And when cash is needed, it's needed. And, right. and it's got to be accessible. Right. And you have a few ways you want to talk about how to do that, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, when it comes to financing our business lines of credit, uh, and purchasing capital equipment, there's really only three ways to do it. Number one, you can go to the lender and borrow the money. And then you can use your free cash flow to pay back the principal and the interest to the lender. When you do this, a lot of profitability transfers from your balance sheet to the balance sheet of the lender. Let me yep. give you an example. Let's you know, in, in the Midwest, we see a lot of farmers. Yep. Okay, and farmers work on a line of credit. And in, in simplistic terms, what, what that would it look like is, you know, I might have a million dollar line of credit. So at the beginning of the year, I draw on that line of credit to input my crops. I may have a 6% rate of interest on that line of credit. At the end of the year, I pay the lender back $1,060,000. Okay, the 60000 was my cost of, of borrowing the capital from the banker. Yep. Now, once I do that, that $60,000 goes off of my balance sheet 
onto the balance sheet of the lender yep. of the financial institution. Yep. And now it's there for him to make money and not me. Right. And if we could put ourselves in a position to where all or part of that could be brought back onto our balance sheet, those are ways where we can we can uh, put a lot of uh, you know make our balance sheets a lot stronger. The second way, and this is the way that a lot of people think is 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 the best way to do it is they save the money until they can make the purchase or or they're able to finance their business with cash. We have been taught to believe that paying cash is the most favorable method of the two, but the reality is in either case we end up at zero. We either borrow the money and pay it back and we end up with nothing or we save the cash buy the equipment and end up with nothing the bottom line is we finance everything we buy we either pay interest by borrowing or we give up interest by spending down the money hmm. that that's an angle to that i've never thought of i mean a lot of people do think jack like you say um uh, the most favorable method is to uh, you know, uh, save up and pay cash if possible. Uh, but a lot of times, number one, that's not possible. Right. And, and number two, uh, you're right. Uh, you you do give up interest by spending the money down. Uh, what's the third way you have there? One of the things that is overlooked by the business owner is life insurance. When you have a properly structured life insurance policy, life insurance becomes a success tool. Two of the biggest wealth eroding factors are paying interest to financial institutions that forever stay on their balance sheets. And the second is our continual stopping of compounding. We have all heard of the miracle of compound interest. It should be renamed the miracle of uninterrupted compound interest. And when we use our capital for business purposes, we lose that money plus what we could have earned on that money, which is the difference between success and failure in many cases. When we access our capital from a properly structured life insurance policy, we do not interrupt compounding. While there is a misnomer that while we are paying interest from borrowing our own money, that, that is simply not true. What we are doing is using our cash value as collateral to borrow money from the insurance company. As we pay that money back, just as we would any other financial institution, the entire amount of our cash value continues to earn interest. This single factor alone can add hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to the business owner's balance sheet. And it depends on their personal situation and the policy. And that's what you look at, right? Absolutely. And it's not, no, no, nothing is right for everybody. Right. I mean, number one, you have to have free cash flow. Number two, you know, in a startup business, there might be, you know, protection might be a more important uh, aspect than, uh, than uh, l- worrying about the cash value. I mean, sure. it's the protection of the value of the, of the human life that we look at in those cases. But and that, there are instances where this is definitely, like you say, going to be the best method for a business to hang on to more of their money and not lose that uh, growth opportunity is what you're saying. Exactly. And I think you bring up a good point, Tony, because you know it, it seems like no matter where we go to get our financial advice, everybody's always uh, uh, playing with a one-size-fits-all mentality. And Everybody's situation is different. What's right for me is not right for you necessarily. And we all need to look at our individual situations to find out where is the most optimal position for us to have our wealth. And it's different for everybody. And when we get caught up in the 
one size fits all and everybody should be doing the same thing mentality. Sure. It seems to not work out very well for anybody. Right. And now, uh, now I, let's look at some other factors because I know a lot of business owners out there saying, oh, insurance, that's not what I need to use to, uh, you know, finance my business or, uh, you know, the door slam shut in their mind when they hear the word insurance. But there are a lot of benefits uh, that can be utilized. And I think a lot of business owners don't realize that, right? Well, I think you're right. And there's so much bad publicity on life insurance. And, and, and like anything else, uh, some of it's true and some of it's not true. There's good products. There's bad products. There's bad strategies. There's good strategies. I think we owe ourselves at least to look at both sides of the equation. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's really important. But uh, uh, some of the other factors that people don't think about in life insurance is, number one, when you when you when you uh, talk about life insurance, the most important uh, aspect of that is often overlooked, and that's the death benefit. And, uh, you know, most most business owners feel like if given enough time, they're going to become successful. But time's something that uh, no, none of us are promised tomorrow. So, sure. I mean, we need to we need to protect the protect the largest asset we have, which is our ability to earn income. Right. But uh, uh, some other factors that make uh, make this strategy so important is uh, number one, you do not have to explain why you're borrowing the money to anybody. I mean, try going into your local bank sometimes. Say I need five hundred thousand dollars, and then and and they, you know they say what do you need it for, and say none of your business, and see how far that gets you. <laughs> you know, with a life insurance company, it's not anybody. With, with a life insurance loan. It is nobody's business. You do not have to go in front of a loan committee. There are no credit reports needed. And a cash value loan does not go on your credit report, which gives you additional collateral capacity. Let's say, for example, that that I utilized this strategy and I went out and bought a $250,000 piece of equipment. Number one, that $250,000 loan from the life insurance does not go on my balance sheet. Plus, I haven't used my line of credit yet. Plus, I have that asset on my balance sheet now which I can use to borrow against. And now just in one minor transaction, I've, I've greatly increased my ability to access capital. Sure. Uh, there are, uh, you set the terms of the loan. You set the terms of the payback. You can pay extra. You can pay interest only. You can even have a bad business year and pay nothing that year. You may be able to put yourself in a position where you can wipe out your personal guarantees. In the case of bad economic times, when banks start getting nervous, you're shielded from that. Typically, there is a large death benefit attached to a life insurance policy that guarantees that your family is taken care of if you're not around to fulfill the potential of the business. Many times when a business owner dies or becomes disabled, lenders can get very nervous very quickly. Jack, those are all nice benefits, but we also want the listeners to keep in mind that if you do not pay at least the interest on the loan, the value of the loan grows and that reduces the death benefit. That guarantee is based on the uh, claims paying ability of the issue insurance company, uh, which I bring up to point out that you work with, you look at the ratings of these companies before you would recommend them to a client and you're you're independent. So you look at uh, a number of different companies. Absolutely. So you find the ones that are, are best suited and uh, would uh, are the best have the best ratings right have been around a while right and, and I think that I think another important point that needs to be brought up is in no way shape and form am I saying or form am I saying that uh, uh, life insurance is a is a product that should be the only product you own 
I mean, life insurance is not an and it's not an or product. It's not which is better, a 401k or life insurance. Which is better, a 401k or real estate, or which is better, life insurance sure. or real estate. Yeah. It's a matter of what combinations of those and life insurance optimize your wealth. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's really important to note because uh, there's so many people out there that are putting all of their eggs in one basket and uh, diversification is 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 the uh, the tool but for a business owner life insurance is more important in a lot of cases than for anybody else sure many businesses are funded with buy sell agreements typically a buy sell agreement is in the event of dis- death or disability one party must buy out the other party and the other party must sell Neither of these is a position that I would want my family in or that I think most business owners would want their family in if they thought it through. Number one, what if my family did not want to buy the business? Right. Number two, what if my family did not want to sell the business? What kind of strategy would put your family in a position where all their choices are taken away from them? If I own enough life insurance on my life, I don't have to put my family in a position to where their hands are tied. What if my family is obligated to buy a business for $3 million that because the buy-sell agreement wasn't kept up to date may be on the verge of bankruptcy? What if my family is obligated to sell a business for $3 million that because my buy-sell agreement isn't kept up to date is worth $10 million? No business owner would knowingly put themselves in this position if they thought it through. But millions of business owners have done it. Number two, what what if uh, what if I'm in a position where uh, uh, I have a buy sell agreement like most buy sell agreements that are not funded with life insurance? Now one of the business owners dies. You talk about a mess because yeah. now this other business owner is obligated to buy a business out from his partner at a time when his partner, which was obviously an integral part of the business. They've lost the ability of that partner to produce income. Plus, now I've got to write a check for money I don't have right. to pay out the spouse. It, that's a perfect case where you can almost assure yourself that both parties are going to lose in that situation. Right. There's there's just going to be no winners. Yeah. And most life and most buy sell agreements are not funded with uh, uh, life insurance. Yeah. Uh, for me and my family, we would rather have the tax-free money coming in through life insurance and have the opportunity to determine which way is the best way for us to deploy it rather than to be in a situation where we have strings attached to what we need to do with that money. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. And that's a good example. I mean, that's just a hypothetical example, but uh, you do want to make sure uh, that your family or your business partner uh, are taken care of, especially your family. And and you don't. Why would you put yourself in a situation as a business owner uh, that your family wouldn't be taken care of? Those some of those situations you brought up, uh, they're very real. I've known people who have owned businesses who have gotten into those situations, and you do too. Yes. yes. I mean, your father passed away and owned a business, and you had to step in mm-hmm. and take over, and you saw all these decisions, and and you know, well, this wasn't planned. This was planned. Um, so and to think about and to think about even further, to think about the knowledge we lost by losing my father. Oh, 
Yeah. The contacts he had, the yep. knowledge he had, the credibility he had. It's devastating it to an independently owned company. Exactly. It is. And, and, uh, I've seen it happen so many times. What strategies have I put in place when all my assets are in my business and I decide it's time to retire? Many business owners do not have enough free cash flow to pay someone to do the functions that the owner did and still kick off enough cash for the owner to retire. Then the only answer becomes to liquidate or sell the business, which without the owner's expertise would be at a greatly reduced price. What if the owner has a family member that he would like or he or she would like to have in the business? Sure. You know, what if uh, what if that business was providing income for maybe a couple of your children? You know, there's so many things that uh, on the other side of the fence that we don't think about. And what are tax rates going to be when I retire? Yeah. And want or need to sell? Yeah. When I retire, will my business be worth a lot? Will it be worth a little? Are we in good economic times, bad economic times? Yeah. What, what kind of cycle is my particular business in during that time? Right. And I think, Jack, I, I want to stop you there because this brings up a huge point. Uh, and this is a big thing. I mean, uh, the life insurance, we'll get back to that in a minute. But another thing you provide your clients with and that our business owners out there, this is where I think, uh, personally, I've seen it. Um, and I think it's pretty widespread. But independent business owners don't have a succession plan. You call it a succession plan. In other words, they're going strong. They're in their 50s or 60s thinking, yep, I'm going strong. Um, you know, maybe their goal is down the line to have their son or daughter who might be in their 20s or 30s or 40s. They're going to then take over. Or maybe they don't have someone yet to take over. And but those are decisions they need a plan in place. Exactly. And you can help them by, it takes somebody sometimes from the outside that has experienced and walked many people through this to look at it and see, here's how, because it's funny, even what I notice is financial planners like yourself, a lot of them don't have succession plans. Right. And so uh, the problem is, is when you see these independent owners like yourself, uh, you need a plan in place. And, exactly. And if you want the company to continue and be successful and your family to be taken care of, right? Exactly. And, you know, and I think the thing is, uh, uh, from what I see, because, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're in a situation where, uh, you know, a lot of business owners have family members in it. And there's so many families that have bro been broken apart by the one one uh, one child in the business and maybe two or three children that are not in the business yep and there's not enough capital available to uh, allow the one person to be remain in the business and yet treat the others fairly and and it, it, it I've seen just so many families broken apart by it that uh, you know it, it, to me it's an unforced error because it's a problem we know is there we know it's not going to go away without us making some plans to make it go away right and yet we're handcuffed because we don't have the answers on how to make it go away and i'm not saying the answers are always life insurance because they're not but there is an answer to make the problem go away and ignoring it is not one of them yeah yeah and you were saying uh, about life insurance you said earlier let's talk a little bit more about that um that it's uh, misunderstood it is and and you know i uh, i offer uh you know, I offer managed money accounts. I'm a fiduciary. And, you know, I, I don't, life insurance is not all that I do. But I do think no matter what financial advisor you're dealing with, we all have biases. 
and 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 whether we admit it or not, we all have bias. My bias is toward guarantees and protection. I'll be the first to admit it, because I think that's that's where my DNA is. You right. know, and uh, you know, I I feel like with the proper utilization of money that I can get the better rates of return by keeping things protected than I can from swinging at the fences and hoping for the best. Because, yeah, you want uh, to mitigate risk, but yet still have growth. And that's a delicate balance. Right. But the typical business owner, especially successful business owners, their greatest return on their capital is inside their business. And if we can, and if we can keep access to capital and use the greatest rate of return that they have inside their businesses to create personal wealth, to put ourselves in a position where we have great business wealth coupled with great personal wealth and have it protected so that it's not all tied together to the success or failure of the business, now we've got ourselves in a position where no matter what happens, we win. Yeah, and the family is taken care of, which is a key goal here. Well, we're out of time for today's show, but is there anything else you wanted to add before we go? No, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I think that, uh, we went through a lot today and it's, 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 uh, you know, it's very important that, that people understand these concepts. And I think it's something where, you know, whether you agree or disagree with the concepts, I think it's, I think it's a conversation worth having. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anybody that would like to have a more deeper conversation than this, uh, you know, I'm available anytime at uh, 844-752-5433, or you can uh, uh, www.retirementbydesign.com. All right. And Jack, uh, just one more time for our listeners to clarify, Jack has set aside some time and he's offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation Uh, If you have questions about this topic, if you're a business owner and want to get a plan in place, uh, give them a call and set up that appointment. What's that number one more time? 844-752-5433. All right. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement by Design with our host, Jack Burns. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Retirement by Design. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jack Burns. Call 844-752-5433 or visit them online at retirementbydesign.com. Life insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Keep in mind that most life insurance policies require health underwriting and in many instances, financial underwriting. Policy loans and withdrawals will reduce available cash values and death benefits and may cause the policy to lapse or affect any guarantees against lapse. Additional premium payments may be required to keep the policy in force. In the event of a lapse, outstanding policy loans in excess of unrecovered cost basis will be subject to ordinary income tax. Withdrawals are generally income tax-free unless the withdrawal amount exceeds the amount of premium paid. Tax laws are subject to change. Clients should consult their tax professional. Jack Burns offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC. Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508. An SEC-registered investment advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Retirement by Design is not a registered investment advisor and is not an affiliate of Gradient Advisors.
Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Jack Burns Independent Agent Retirement by Design. Jack Burns and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.